Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm here with uh, my host, co-host uh, Jim Thompson, on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing. Brought to you in part by Members Choice Federal Credit Union in Denton, Texas, on Unicorn Lake Boulevard. You may be eligible to join Members Choice if you live, work, worship, or attend school in Denton or Argyle, Texas. I have joined Members Choice because they're locally owned and operated and offer a level of personal service that I otherwise cannot find. Let us all raise our standards for customer service. I personally recommend Members Choice Federal Credit Union. I'd like to remind our listeners to share the on-demand links to our episodes in your social media pages when you see something that you'd like to share. All of our podcast channels and programs are available on our website located at www.lonestarcontentmarketing.com. You can also find our shows on our Law Talk Radio Facebook page. This is episode number 24 of the series, Building Your Law Practice with Jim Thompson and Nick Augustine. And the title for today's program is, Are You Sitting on an Oil Field and Don't Even Know It? We're going to talk about how to drill down and strike it big. If we start drilling for client referrals and we do it the right way, we might all end up the next Beverly Hillbillies. So listen and learn how to position yourself correctly to receive referrals easily and gracefully. Referrals are certainly the lifeblood of any business, especially for lawyers. So why is it then that lawyers are not getting the referrals they need to grow their practice? Oh, this is a, the question that uh, goes around and around in a circle. And Jim Thompson and I have been talking about this on this program for some time now. Um, and uh, what we talk about is the subject of a book that Jim wrote called Why Attorneys Fail to Get the Referrals They Deserve and Need to Grow the Practice and What They Can Do About It. Jim shares many of the reasons why lawyers are not getting referrals and things they can do to grow their base. He is a retired lawyer, well-known for helping attorneys get on track to earning more clients through simple, cost-effective activities. Jim is the author of Why Lawyers Fail to to Get Referrals and What They Can Do uh, About It, and he's going to tell us how to get a copy of that book. Uh, I am Nick Augustine, and my firm, Lone Star Content Marketing, helps lawyers share tips and stories about their practice areas by writing all their blog content, managing their social media, and producing Internet radio podcasts. Disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorney guests among guests and callers on our show cannot give rise to attorney-client relationships. If you have questions, you're always con- uh, you should always consult with an attorney in your area, and all rights of this broadcast are reserved. All right, Jim, it is a Monday, uh, nice weather here, nice weather up you by you too. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We've almost had like a summer that's uh, been a spring, so we really haven't had, but I think they said in July we had one day over 90, and obviously it's August, and we're uh, still rather cool out there, so it's it's been a really from my standpoint, a very pleasant summer. I know some of my neighbors who have swimming pools, it hasn't been quite as pleasant, but uh, that's their yeah, problem, well, not mine. <laughs> it's been a similar, similar, similar song uh, in my neck of the woods. We're happy enough to be able to get outside you know, because it's normally our highs are around, you know, 98. 97 is our, our seasonal high for right now, and it only goes up. So that makes it hard for all the oil riggers out there working on those rigs, drilling for oil, and that's Kind of the topic of our program today, you know, um, I happen to live in an old country, and there's a, actually um, Shady Shores is right outside of Denton, 
And one of the guys who actually his last name was Denton, um, not the namesake for the town, um, but he drilled and there's oil under these parts. And I don't know, not as much uh, by you in Illinois, Jim, but the concept is the same, that <laughs> unless we drill, like Jed Clampett and uh, the rest of the, I'm trying to remember the rest of their names, Granny, Jed, what was the, what was the, what was the, the old time? I, 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 don't, I don't know, you got me, Nick. But, Beverly uh, Hillbilly. Yeah. That's a great show, yeah, but it's a concept. The, yeah, the Beverly Hillbillies is, is, is a great concept. Sometimes, and, and we'll get into it in just a minute, but sometimes uh, I'll start a workshop or program that, that we're talking about when we start talking about something um, such as this, about getting clients, and uh, I'll play that tune, and then I'll you know go around and I'll ask people, quite frankly, uh, I'll have a little prize for them, uh, what what that means as far as marketing goes, and you know you get the, and, and and you get the blank stares of what the heck is this guy talking about, and uh, you know the the whole thing is 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 that are you a rich hillbilly? And I know I hope I don't offend anybody by saying are you a rich hillbilly because I'm, I'm I'm not <laughs> uh, using it in a derogatory term, but it just comes from the the show of the Beverly Hillbillies, and 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 one of the things that that has been going on, and I'm sure that just about every other lawyer and other small business owner is experiencing it, is the, the kind of summer doldrums. You know, we we get all geared up, and um, we, we start, and our business is pretty good, and, and maybe up until June, and then July, it starts tapering off. In August, you know, we have the excuses, well, my business is way off, must be everybody's on vacation, and people aren't doing things and I can't get them to pull the trigger and you know all the excuses that that everybody has and you know and, and in talking to clients and, and even in this past week when when I'm talking to some some potential new clients you know they're 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 doing this complaining about well you know my business is off and you know it's just 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 always this way in the summer and and it, it is, yes, I understand that, but it doesn't have to be. And, and here's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. And, and when I when I hear an attorney say, well, gee, my, my business is, is really off in the summer months or it's off right now or whatever, and I'll, I'll say, well, what are you doing as far as getting new business? And, well, you know, they'll talk about, well, I'm doing the Internet, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, and, you know, all the things that they should be doing. But one of the things that they, they really fail to do is they fail to go back and contact, recontact their former clients. Now, these are the clients that they've had, they've done something for, they, they've known you, they've liked you, they've trusted what you've done, and you have lost touch with them, whether it's been a year or six months, or even the months that you've contacted them, and and you said you, you work hard. We all work hard to get clients. We all know the drill. We all know that it costs a lot of money to get that client. And then you see we have that client, and then we kind of forget that client after we're finished doing whatever we're doing with that client. And you know, it it, it this is what I'm, I'm getting at with 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 Jake Clampett. You know, was he rich? Before or after, you know, he fired that faithful shot at the rabbit and upsprung the oil. And, you know, we know the rest of the story if you're old like me. And if you don't know it, you can probably catch it in reruns. But uh, basically, he missed a rabbit and the shot hit the ground and the oil sprung up. And as they say, uh, it's history. He uh, packed up his family and moved to Beverly Hills. 
And, and, and the question that I ask is, was he rich before or was he rich after he fired that shot? And you go around the room and you'll ask, you know, and people have different opinions. And, and, and I think the best answer is that it was both because he was rich. He just didn't know it. He was sitting on, you know, in Texas, uh, they call oil, what, uh, liquid, or what do they call it? Black gold. Black gold in mm-hmm. Texas. Yeah, and, and so he was sitting on this massive wealth, uh, this oil field underneath him. And, and, and you use the analogy, this is what lawyers and other small businesses, uh, and I, I say other small businesses, and the reason I kind of bring that in is because a lot of lawyers out there are business lawyers. And if you want to really endear yourself to the, your clients, you can become the teachers as far as how they can get more referrals. So what I'm saying is if you listen to what I'm saying, you listen to other you know, people who are um, the gurus, if you will, of, of getting referrals, um, take that, learn that information, and then sit down with your business clients and share that information with them. I, I wrote about it in the book, and I'm not going to go into that, but it, it, it's just a way of, of you endearing yourself to clients, and then you get them to talking about referrals that way, and then you get that conversation going, and lo and behold, you haven't even asked for referrals, and you're getting referrals. So, so you've got to think about what is out there. What can I go and mine? What can I go and stick an oil well up if you want and, 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 and get into that oil field out there? And the oil field is all your past clients. Now, okay, here's, here's the thing. Here's what I get. Well, Jim, I got so many clients um, that I haven't contacted in five or six years. I don't even know where to begin. Well, you know the old adage is when is the best time to plant a tree? You know, 20 years ago. When is the second best time to plant a tree? Right now. Start now. Okay, so um, you, you've got this massive backlog of clients. See, if, if you've been in practice for a while, fine. If you have been in practice for all that long, you still have clients you've dealt with. And and, and this is this is a whole other uh, session can be we, we can talk about for, for new folks that have just hung out the shingle. But I'm talking about the people that that have a um, a backlog, if you will, or not a backlog, but have a, a a stable. And think of it as a stable of clients out there. You've developed these folks. You've trained them. You you work with them. They love you. And why do you just drop them? Because you're going after the next client. And you're not thinking about well, gee, how can I how can I develop these clients now? Now, it, a part parcel of that, we're going to get into a little bit more. Part and parcel of that is you've got to change your mindset to thinking about the lifetime value of a client. I know I've talked about this before, but the lifetime value of a client. Okay, so I hear somebody out there saying, well, you know. Uh, I do estate planning, and the guy comes in, and I, we do their estate plan, and, and then they're gone. Or we do their DUI, or we do this, and, and a criminal lawyer, and, 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 you know, we'll never see them again. Well, you've got to get out of that mindset for two reasons. Number one, you never know when, for instance, a, a criminal lawyer is going to have a, a, a plan he's gotten out of jail, or he's gotten out of jail and started his <clears throat> crime wave again. Uh, is going to come back to you. Uh, the same thing goes with estate planning. Here's the deal with estate planning, though. 
um, you do an estate plan for someone, and uh, that person thinks you've done a great job, and then you just forget about them. Well, here's the deal. You've got that person who has family members, who has friends, who has associates, who all need estate planning. And then you also have the folks that have witnessed the trust agreement or the will or whatever. So why don't you keep in contact with those folks? So now you've got, I'm just going to use the, 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 um, the uh, estate planning as an example, and you can extrapolate on out. The reason I say I'm using the estate planning because I've just been working with a, a client who's been in a, an estate planning practice for about 10 years, and we, I have been talking to him about this for, oh, probably about a year, and I think he has finally seen the light and come around and said, you know what, uh, my business is so off right now, I really need to do something, and we go back to where we were and we start talking, and so I got him to slowly go back to his files with people that he did something a month ago for, that he's made a list, and then two months, and then three months, whatever works for you. I'm just throwing that out as an example. It doesn't have to be that way. Whatever's going to work for you, but I'm just going to use that as an example. So he goes and he's, hey, he's done 10. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Along, meanwhile, in the background, what a lot, as he's doing this, what a lot of people in the background might be thinking is, I haven't heard from so-and-so in a while, but I don't want to bother them. But it might be nice to just talk to them and see what they're doing. But people, it, when you give a reason to call, a reason to say hello, people often say, oh, yeah, it's good. good glad to hear from you. I'm glad you called. Often hear that. You know, but people are you know, I don't know why. That, there, you, you've hit on two things, okay? And, and the first part is, yeah, how do, I, how do I go back and contact these people? Well, you know what? Very simple. Hey, Nick, I haven't talked to you in a while. I was just thinking about you. How you doing? Did I ask for business? Did I come on strong? No. I came on like, gee, I'm awful sorry we haven't talked in a while. And then I just want to find out how you're doing. And I wrote an article a while back, and not part of the book, but it, it basically, and I got the thought from someone else, but the, the gist of it was, gee, I'm so glad you called. I've been meaning to call you. I've been thinking about you. So the other person may be glad that you called them. So don't, you know, don't don't get into this, well, gee, I haven't talked to so-and-so and he's not going to like me and he's going to think I'm trying to sell him something. You know what? Just reach out and say, you know, I haven't heard from you in a while. I haven't talked to you in a while. And, you know, that type of thing. So take your 10 people that you did this month. Not, okay, go back two months. Let's just go back two months. Whatever works for me. Let's just say we're going to go back two months. Hey, John, haven't heard from you in a while. I uh, just hope everything's going fine. Now, two months, you might not want to use that. You might want to just open up with something of, you know, just thinking about you, how you doing. Simple, okay? You can write that into a, a I would, this is what I would do. I would write it in a handwritten little note, note card, you know, hey, you know, it, and, and here's the other thing. Go back into your files, and, and, and I preach this all the time, and this is the same thing with staying connected with people. Find out when their birthdays are. When their, and you probably have this in their file, when their spouse's birthdays are. Uh, when their kids are, or what they're doing, they may graduate from high school, they may be graduating from college, or they 
heaven forbid, they may be graduating from law school and, um, you know, looking for you for a job. But the bottom line is <laughs> let, the, let them know that you're thinking about them. So if you send out 10 letters, and think about this, you send out 10 nice notes, it's going to cost you, eh, let's just make it even, a buck, okay, with a stamp and a, a nice little note. Maybe it costs you two bucks, whatever, let's say two bucks. So you send out 10, what is that, two, 10 times 2 is $20. Okay, so you get one reply from someone, and they want you to do an estate plan. Okay, what do you charge for an estate plan? I don't know. I mean, what the going rate is, 1500 2000 5000 I don't know. Uh, obviously, it depends on how complicated, et cetera, it is. But, you know, for a $2 investment, and you make, say, $2,000, that's a pretty good return on your investment. And here's the thing. That, those 10 that you send out, um, and, and we're going to extrapolate on out, and we're going to go more than 10. But these 10, let's just leave it at 10. You send, you, 10 you send out. So next month, you're going to send out 10 to newer people. Okay? So now you've sent out 20. Now here's the thing. The first 10 you've sent out, now you may want to send out something again that following month, or you may want to wait two months, depending on how you feel, depending on maybe a birthday. You know, you see, you look in and it's, I just sent out 10, and I didn't get any response from, from, from you know, so-and-so and so-and-so, but you know, I remember looking at my phone, I kept a note that their birthday is August 15th. You know mm. what? I'm going to send them a birthday card. Guess what? How many people get a birthday card from a lawyer? I know if you, your insurance guy sends you cards all the time, but how many people get a, a nice, and I'm talking about a nice little, and, and a handwritten note in it. I mean, don't get a stock card. I mean, you can get a stock card. I'm not saying that. But make sure you write a nice little handwritten note, you know? And it can be, hey, Nick, I didn't realize you were as old as you are. You know, or, hey, <laughs> another year, or, or whatever. Just personalize it. Okay, so all of a sudden now, this month you sent out 10, next month you sent out 10, next month you sent out 10. Now, having said that, August is a slow month. Guess what? If you don't gear up, September is going to be a slow month, and October is going to be a slow month. So just start the process. Start today. You know, and, and here's the thing, and I've digressed a little bit, but with the cards, here here is the secret to writing cards. Okay, the, the all I know it's hard for people to write them. I mean that that's goes without saying. But here's the secret that's going to get you out of that. Go out and get a roll of stamps. Okay, go out today and buy. You know, um, some nice cards. You know, buy a box of twenty cards. You know, whatever, however you feel. Or maybe buy. You know, some birthday cards, whatever. So you have them. So when all of a sudden you're sitting down at your desk and you realize, geez, I just realized I'm looking at my thing. It's Nick's birthday next month. Oh God, I got to go out and I got to, I got to find a birthday card. And where, there's stamps around here somewhere. And, you know, this type of thing. Hey, if you got it right at your desk, you sit down, you write out a quick card to Nick, you put a stamp on the card, and you send it off to him. Okay, the biggest, and I, this is true, myself included in this, the biggest hang-up I have with getting cards out, or the biggest, not hang-up, the problem is, oh, where are my cards right now? i got to go look for them. If I have them in my desk, okay, and I've also talked about 
you know, the cards like Bob Berg sends out in this book, Endless Referrals. And uh, I think in my book I even put a, sim- a card like that. But if I didn't and somebody is looking for it, the type of card that uh, I use, which you you know, you can have your picture on it, like a, like a business card, but it's, it's, a, it's in a, a regular envelope, where you can just send something, you know, very short and to the point, um, then send me an email and I'll be glad to uh, send you a copy of the card that I use. They're fairly cheap to get done. You can get them done at your printer, or you can get them done at Office Depot or one of those places. And, you know, if you got a stack of them in your desk drawer, you just pick one up, and you go, hey, Nick, haven't talked to you in a while. I hope everything's going well. And the envelope, it's gone. Is Nick going to call you? Maybe, maybe not. You know, maybe he'll call you up and say, geez, Jim, I was thinking about you. And and my brother-in-law's... father just passed away and they don't have a, a, a state and all this and, and so we need to talk to somebody about that and oh by the way boy wouldn't you love to have that happen to you and it does you know, it, it happens it, it, isn't just the concept of just being a friendly person and talking to people um that seems to be what the underlying thing here i think that too often lawyers and other professionals have the shield of the suit or the whatever mm-hmm. it is and you know are so trained to function like robots that we all often forget to be people first and just communicate and talk to people and the people who do well in the community um, that I see are people who are out there in the public they're out at events they're out talking to people they're they're trying to be neighborly um, and that's why people are going to them because they know them they like them and they trust them and, you know, when we talk about the Beverly Hillbillies example of just out shooting rabbits, um, you know, that's just a regular activity. He wasn't doing anything super crazy. I mean, I got enough rabbits out by the brush pile out here. I could be out there shooting them all day, try to get them away from the garden, you know. And uh, who knows what, you know, so just do what you do. Um, you know, you don't, and I think that people will, will, will sit back because they say, well, I don't know. You know, I need to have some sort of persona. I have to be dressed exactly the right way. I need to have the exactly the right everything. And so it's it's kind of just getting stuck in the process but never actually moving forward and doing anything. So, you know, when we go out there and just do what we do, do what comes naturally. You know, find something that you enjoy. Do it, but share and tell people what you do. I don't know. This It just seems like such a, a basic thing on my end because people I think they they get stuck in the concept Jim of well how do I do it mm-hmm. yeah and it and, and the point you just hit made it like Nike says and I'll say this all the time to clients just do it you know and 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 think about this uh, think about the last note card or letter or personal note you got from someone if you even got one you know probably you didn't get one so you're, you're way ahead of the game. But if you got one, you know, do you remember what the person said? Do you remember how crappy his handwriting was? No. You remember the fact that you got something and somebody took the time to send you something very personal. So don't worry about what you're going to say. Here's another little hint that, that somebody told me, and uh, I, I think it's pretty good, depending. You know, some of you can sit down and just, you know, write something and not even think about it, and it just flows out. Others, eh. so you sit down. We've got computers today. You know, we got word processors. Just sit down and write, you know, put it on the, on the computer, take a look at it, 
and then sit down and hand copy it, hand write it out. You know, uh, if you're worried about and and here's the other thing: as you start doing this, it becomes easier and easier to do. It's a habit. Um, quite frankly, like everything else, once we start something and the words flow, hey, you know what? Hey, I can write. I can write another one of these right now. I can write another one of these. And and I've had it's clients. The antis- that, it's the anticipation of it though that gets people stuck. You know, it's just mm-hmm. if you just sit down and do. And I found this too. Um, attorneys well into their career who are just I hear it all the time. I don't like writing. I don't want to write. You know, they you know they tell me. You know, this is why you know from for me. You know, I write a lot of blogs for people and write all their articles. They just give me the idea and the inspiration and say go to town. And because they don't want to write. They've been, you know, they just, people don't want to sit down and do the work, you know, and after a while, I don't blame them. But, you know, with this stuff like you're talking about, with sitting down and writing or doing, uh, you know, getting ready to go to an event or get out there, it's really not hard if you just sit down and do it. We're just so, we, I think that we get stuck in thinking we don't want to do it. And it's actually work that often uh, we all really enjoy, which is kind of the irony. Yeah, and it is. And, and, of course, here's the other thing. Gee, I just I don't have time to do that. You know what? you got time. If it's important to you, you'll make time. If getting clients mm-hmm. and growing your business is important to you, you're going to make time. If your son's having a swimming meet this afternoon, you're going to make time to get to it. So don't give me this. You don't have time to do it. I don't know of any attorneys... That, well, let me put it back up. Back up. I don't know of any attorneys who are solos or in their own firm that don't have time. If you're an associate in a big firm, yeah, you don't have time because if the partner sees you writing a thank you note, he's going to wonder why you haven't billed somebody for that. But that's mm-hmm. a whole other whole other area. But if don't send a thank you note with a bill. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, thank yeah. you, point two five. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sent you a thank you note, six tenths of or one tenth of an hour, you know. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, that type what? of thing. But, but the bottom line is, and and and, and this is, and there was something I don't know where it came up, whether today or yesterday, in one of the blogs or one of the uh, LinkedIn groups I'm in, they were talking about um, how. Um, you know, your do-it-yourself folks, the do-it-yourself wills, corporations and all that, are going to be taking over and putting lawyers out of business. And there's a lot of talk about that. But you know what? Once you start developing that personal relationship, that's what it's all about. If you develop, and, and one goes along with that, customer service. I mean, you know, and lawyers, I'll sit there and, and they'll say, well, Jim, what, I should, what do you think we should do customer service-wise? And, you know, the first thing that I say is, what if you were coming into your law office would you like to have? How would you like to be treated? You know, maybe, um, you know, your secretary knows you by name as you come in. Hello, Mr. Jones, or hi, Ted, or, you know. Maybe you've got a coffee maker in the reception area so that you can go make your own little coffee. What, what do you like? as far as being treated, how you like to be treated uh, customer service-wise, and start with that. And then there's some other things, obviously, you can do, which is not for for this particular program. But the the bottom line is think and do. And and that's the thing. Think about it, but not for too long, and then just do it. 
you know, today, go out. Uh, you know, lunch hour. I don't know whether it's lunch hour. Yeah, it's probably a little after lunch hour there. Uh, you know, if you haven't gone out to lunch today, go to a stationery store. Go to a gift shop. Or, or go to, you know, wherever they sell cards. Then go to the post office and pick up your stamps. Um, get a blue pen. Stick a couple blue pens in your, and I say blue pens because, you know, um, people are so used to getting envelopes with black. They think it's uh, commercialized. So if you write it in blue, um, and put a commemorative stamp on there, you know, a, a nice stamp. Um, that that's not the not the standard stamp you're going to see, but something that's commemorative, so it'll stick out. And then start this process of reconnecting, <clears throat> reconnecting with the people that you have done work for. And you know, I will guarantee that if you do this for a couple of months, you will see. And in fact, if you do it for a couple of weeks. You're going to see your business grow. And while you're and, doing it, you're going to think of more people you forgot about completely. You know, you, they're, oh, they're yeah. in there. They're in there. Start. It's like it's like Pandora's box. You know, you open that box and start thinking about all those people. You, you remember, oh, this person, and oh, this person, and what? You know, it's kind of like those prospects of. Uh, people who are looking to do marketing or PR work, you know, a couple of years ago and it never went anywhere, you know, could I call them? Yeah. I mean, I should probably, I should put them on a list. I should, as we're doing the show, Jim, today, I put down, make a list of uh, <laughs> people to follow up with. I've kind of forgotten about. Yeah. And it's the key. It's a follow up or the follow through. But again, it gets into the personal touch, the building relationships, and how do you build relationships? You become a good person, a good person to know. Uh, you don't have to become their friends per se. You become the good person to know. They know that they can come back to you for future legal work. They know they can refer their friends to you. They know that you're going to take care of them, and they don't have to worry about it. And we've talked about how to how to start the referral mindset and all that, and that's obviously um, what we've been doing about 24 weeks on. But the bottom line is, and, and I can't say this enough, just get yourself a 3x5 card or an 8 by or 85 by 11 sheet of paper and just write on it. Do it and just put it up on your bulletin board or in front of your computer or whatever and just go do it. And hopefully that will jog your mind. Think about it this way. What we talk about in one of the programs I do about what's the first two or three things you should do every morning. It's certainly not look at your email. It's certainly not look at the Facebook. It's certainly not to others. But, you know, it's doing something that's going to get you more business. So if you get up in the morning um, you get your cup of coffee and you have this thing that says do it. You got, you know, five or six folders you pulled the night before because these are the ones you're going to write out this morning. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. You get it out. You stick it in the morning mail. It goes out. So next, you know, tomorrow you do the same thing or, or two days from now you do the same thing. Whatever works for you. I mean, you're going to have to find your own pattern for sending these things out. One of the things that, that I've had turning to, and it's funny, if somebody got really gung-ho and, you know, they were sending out about 15 letters a day, okay? And so think about this, 15 letters a day times five times, you know, and, and they were sending so many out, and people were contacting They were getting business from it, but they couldn't handle the influx. You know, uh, so many people were calling back, 
and then they couldn't get back to them, and it got to be a hassle because they go, well, now we've got to hire somebody else. Now we got to do it. Well, that's a great thing to have. But if you can do it kind of on a, on a level thing, you know, okay, I'm going to send out, you know, five letters every other day or five letters per week or whatever you, you feel you can handle until you start building it up. And like I said before, you might send out 10 today. You might send out 10 next week. So you send out 10 today, and two people contact you, and they just say, hey, Jim, thanks thanks for the letter. appreciate it. They may not say, hey, i got business for you. Hey, great. You know, Jay, hey, hey, Nick, hey, uh, you know, it was really good talking to you. You know, we got together, you know, have lunch or coffee or breakfast uh, some, sometime. We need to start that. Okay, what have you done? How many of us, and we're all guilty of it, and I am guilty of it too, we, we, we look at our calendar and I say, hey, Nick, you know, um, I live two blocks from you, and you know, we've got to go have coffee. Okay, and what? Two months go by. Mm-hmm. Jeez, you know, uh, I knew two months ago we were going to do something, but we, we never got around to it, you know, the old round to it stuff. Um, and, and so this is going to jog your memory, and you're going to have to start. Maybe the next thing we want to talk about is, is, is the next program is doing some systems uh, about, okay, here's what we're going to do each day. We're going to get these letters out, and now this is how we're going to follow up. And, and maybe that's, that's next week's program. Maybe that would be, I don't know. What do you think, Nick? Systems for following up. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before, but it's certainly ripe to talk about. Again, it's always something that's relevant, um, yeah. you know, and for people who've heard the program before on that kind of a topic, listen to it again because it's all about, you know, when I, I've gone back to, um, you know, the system I use for my calendar now is a, a book. It's a day planner, and I write my week out, and I've actually been doing this while we're on the program today, writing things on yellow sticky notes put them on towards the end of the week, the stuff that I'm going to fill in around the other things that I know are articles I have to write and appointments and all that. You know, and it's a system, and one of the things here was, what did I write? Make a list of client follow-ups. Um, you know, so maybe it's a system is just a bunch of sticky notes. Um, oh. But do something. I mean, but what, we could talk about that next time. So, And we're out of time today. So um, I think that, Jim, thank you. I hope that everyone is out there drilling in their oil field this afternoon. Um, wear protection from the sun. It gets hot out there. <laughs> if, if, if we don't hear from Nick for a while, we know he went out shooting rabbits and he got rich and you know he's he's <laughs> off to right. California. Yeah, everybody have a great week. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. Talk to you soon. You. All right, bye, bye, y'all.